and uh, me and Jeremy, we're gonna hop in, and uh, we'll just we'll get after it. We got a great story coming ahead. Uh, Father, we are most grateful that you are you use clay vessels just like us to uh, pour your glory out and to show your 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 goodness, Lord. You show the world your goodness, and you are proud to do that. You make people your trophies, and uh, you shine us. Uh, you you shine right through our hearts and our eyes as we speak and share your goodness and your good news. And other people are changed and transformed. It's got to be the greatest miracle uh, that could ever take place on earth, as you could take broken clay vessels just like us, and uh, and restore and reconcile and make new and. Lord, I pray that every person tonight that is tuning in or that will watch this video later, Lord, that they would be impacted. Lord, they would draw near to you. They would feel a compelling to come near to your heart. Uh, Lord, as me and Jeremy have figured out that coming near to your heart is where transformation happens. And Lord, I pray that we would uh, absolutely have the greatest time tonight together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna kick right off. Uh, Jeremy's got some good stuff to share. I'm just gonna share a little bit about uh, just kind of how it's gonna tie together. I, I really, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't really have much of anything to share until today about eleven o'clock. And uh, I don't know if you know me, I like to plan, and and I do like to kind of have some kind of a blueprint to share. Uh, but you know. Uh, the Lord doesn't care a whole bunch about what you want and how you want things to go, and uh, and I appreciate that because we all we all get delivered from ourselves from uh, week to week, and that's that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. So uh, what I want to share with you is very uh, is going to tie right into what Jeremy's going to share, and and I love that about how the Lord works. Is me and Jeremy didn't talk much at all before we came here. But I knew what he was going to share, and I didn't know what I was going to have to share. But now I see that he is building a great plan, and uh, he's in control. And uh, if he's in control, we're all going to walk away different. So uh, I'm going to share a little bit. This is not a popular subject, uh, nor is it ever celebrated. Uh, people don't drive across the world to hear a word like this. But me and Jeremy both know you're going to hear that it changes your life. And it changes your way you think. And it's it's a word, and it's it's called repent. It's it's about as good as hearing the word tithe, uh, which I don't, I mean, nobody likes hearing that word unless they've done that for many years and seen the fruitfulness of it. So uh, I share this word because that is where I've been for a week or two, is, is God's been saying, John, you've got to repent. You've got to repent. And, and you know, if you're down the road a little ways and there's not, you know, you know, massive meth addiction and alcoholism and just all of that stuff happening, you're, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, what do you mean? And, and, and what he was getting at to me and in my world is change your mindset. Change your mindset. I want more of your time. I want you to give up more of your time for me and I want you to spend time with me more often. And if you've got little kids, Jeremy's got kids, so he, he kind of gets it. It's, it's difficult, you know. Time, 
Everybody has some of your time and you get very little time to yourself. And when you do get that time to yourself, you know, you want to, you want to veg out and watch Netflix. You want to veg out and you want to watch, uh, you know, movies or whatever, you know, get on eBay. I'm an eBayer. Man, I get on eBay and you know it just ain't it ain't nothing good. My wife has a like a like a limiter on my eBay, you know, so it sends her notifications if I've been on there too long. No, I'm just kidding. They don't have that. But if they did, she would have it. So what I'm saying is, the Lord was telling me, John, I want you to give me that time, and I and I said, Lord, come on, I I I mean, hey, this is the only time I get, but it was my. There's a movie, I forget what it's called, but he says, this is my precious. This is my precious. You know, and I was like, this is my precious. But everybody's got a precious. And I know for me, the hardest thing for me to give up was the first thing I started with. If, if you may be trying to overcome some things, maybe, maybe you do have some things that are going on that you need to overcome. Uh, but mine was cigarettes. That was the first thing I picked up when I was nine. And the last thing I laid down, I think I was almost 30. No, I was 27. I mean, that was a long time, you know. But it had a grip on me. It gripped me. But here's the thing. I really liked it. I really enjoyed smoking cigarettes. Um, and had the Lord not came to me and said, Hey, listen, if you give me these cigarettes, I'll give you dreams about the future. I'd have never quit. Honestly, I mean, I just accepted the fact I was going to smoke and be a pastor, smoking pastor. That was what it was going to be. My buddy were goofing off about it one day. You're going to be a smoking pastor. And I said, whatever. But it grieved me to have to live in compromise. It, it just grieved my soul because I wanted to be free. So I want to let, I want to shut my mouth and let, let Jeremy talk. He, uh, he's got a great story on, uh, on some good news of, of, uh, of a challenge that he's overcame. So go ahead, go ahead. Thank you, John. I just want to say thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, let me share in a little bit. Um, so I'm Jeremy. Um, I just want to start out to say that um, for, for some years now, I've recovered um, from my addiction, heroin use. Um, you know, that was my biggest struggle. Um, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to, you know, move forward, change my life, um, you know, progress and prosper. Um, my recent, you know, I started going to Overcomers <laughs> about a year ago, and um, I kept hearing John talk about, you know, smoking cigarettes. And I tell you, I've been, I've been struggling with smoking cigarettes since I was 15 years old. Never thought that it was even a problem and wow. um then it you know that's god that's how god works in my life yeah. john you know john spoke about that and it just stuck and um you know i was feeling guilty i was feeling guilty and i like to repent you know i can't change if i don't own yeah. up to what yeah. i'm you know doing wrong yeah so um some bible verses came to me um i'm gonna read uh, galatians 5 1 uh, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and not be uh, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Um, that rings really true because those cigarettes, you know, mm. 
that was that was a bondage for me. Yeah. It held yeah. me down. You know, it controlled a lot of my days. I yeah. you know I thought of that. Yeah, oh, I spent right. a lot of money on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was a it was a serious thing for me. And um, you know, so I got a little thing. I you know, as a Christian, um, we have freedom in Jesus Christ, and those addictions that enslave our lives are all under His power. Call on Jesus' name and receive freedom from your life and addiction. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess maybe back in the day that seemed really difficult to do. Oh yeah. Today, um, since you know that's my tool that I use yeah. to um better myself, you know, it's become a, a lot easier. Yeah. Um, you know, I repent, I pray, I ask Jesus for you know forgiveness yeah. for, to relieve any kind of like um problem stress. Yeah. You know that I have in my life, and uh, He always pulls through for me. Every he always time. he. My life has changed because of Jesus, and yeah. um, you know, I'm not. I, this is probably the first time I've ever really said this <laughs> to other people. I haven't really. I don't really speak about, you know, my faith a lot, and I need to. Um, people need to know. You know, I've been in a difficult spot my whole life, yeah. and because of Jesus Christ, I am. You know, I'm free today. Yeah. Um, Another verse I would like to read is James 4, 7. Um, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Um, you know, the devil has worked. <laughs> you know, he's been, you know, just trying to screw up my life for so long. Yeah. He is, um, and I like this word flee. And I wrote that uh, fleeing from things and people who keep you captive with various addiction is one way of resisting the devil's temptations. Once you submit your life to God, he is faithful to protect you and keep you safe. That's hope for me. Yeah, yeah. That's relief. Um, you know, I don't have to do this all on my own. Yeah. Um, I can, you know, I can overcome these things. Yeah. Um, fleeing is a great word, you know, because I do. I, you know, I'm used to running from things anyway. <laughs> so that was it you know that was an easy uh, that was an easy thing for me to yeah. you know uh <laughs> to do you know with this yeah i'm gonna run from this cigarette you know oh, and yeah. i did i ran yeah, yeah. And, uh, but that was good running right there. Yeah. It was good running. <laughs> I just want to close up to say, <laughs> no matter what addiction you're up against, remember that God is stronger and more powerful. Yeah. Put your faith in him and he will give you the strength you need to stay in recovery. Unbelievable. Yes. I love what he said about running because I don't know about, I don't know about you, but I used to run to the bondage. I would run because I had to have it. I, I, I couldn't live without it. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, when that when that fix started coming, hey, it didn't matter what was in the way. I don't care what I got to do. And that's that's the saddest part is you will do anything. And people go, gosh, don't they love their family? You know they do, but that fix is demanding. The Bible said that they're a slave to sin. They 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 they're not even they have a master. And that master is called the fix of that addiction. And when he says, I got to have a fix, the person will do whatever it takes. And I mean, you'll sell your mama's TV. You know, I, I, I did some stupid stuff back in my day that, that I'm not proud of. But that, that drug demanded 
to be worshipped in my life. And I gave it everything. And so when I got born again, I remember the Lord saying, John, don't give me less than you gave that life. Don't do it. And, and I remember that feeling like, gosh, I gave that thing everything. I mean, I'd stay up all night long partying. I mean, feeling that alcohol addiction. Man, I didn't go without no cigarettes, you know. I mean, if I would smoke. Listen, let me tell you what. I would go to ashtrays, and there would be half-smoked cigarettes, and I would smoke them. I didn't care who the person was. I didn't care. And that's just how it is. No matter what the addiction is, you will do whatever it takes to shut that, that lion's voice. It's what it is. It's a lion. And I, and I like the story with Daniel. You know, God shut them lion's mouth. I don't know how many there were. But, but if you may feel like you're in a cave, like he was talking about, if you feel like you're stuck in an addiction and the lions are just roaring at you, it's God that shuts the lion's mouth. It was Daniel sitting there going, I know my God's going to take care of me. Maybe I didn't follow the right orders, but let me tell you what. I know a God, and he's Jehovah, and he's going to shut these lions' mouth. And if he doesn't, I'm just going to go stand right up in his presence when I die, when they rip me apart. But isn't that amazing that this man got thrown into an a, a, a absolute pit with lions in there, and they just sat there and chilled? Unbelievable. Can you believe that? Yeah. So that lets me know that a lot of times we may run into caves. We may run into problems. Uh, sure, we may, we may get into a bad spot, but God is going to be the one that pulls you out and shuts the mouths of the lions that are around you. Uh, and, and I'm just going to continue to share a little bit about this, this repentance uh, because it's it is not a popular word, but let me tell you what, any time I've ever heard it spoken, I walked away thankful and changed because somebody was willing to speak the truth of the word of God into my life and course correct me so I wasn't running off into the ditch. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the analogy, but there's two ditches and then there's a road. The ditch over here, you know, that's that's the ditch of addiction. Then you got the ditch, the ditch of absolute religion, just, uh, just bondage. Just I do all these rules. It's a task, task, task. God wants to keep you on that road. He wants to keep you in between the lines where you're not in this ditch or that ditch. He wants to keep you on fire, focused on him, and tuned into his voice. That's, that's the goal. But listen, there's all these other things that get us out in the ditch and get our lines off. There's distractions. You can paint the whole picture if you want it. Uh, but the repentance, is it, it keeps us sober-minded, looking straight forward, knowing exactly where we're going, not having to wonder. The GPS is telling us at this stop sign, you'll take a right. You will go 0.7 miles. Then you will take a left. That is, that is every day waking up seeking the Lord. I'm not talking about for six hours. We got to work. Jack, we got bills to pay, right? We can't just sit around for six hours, but daily giving our heart. Lord, here we go. It's seven o'clock and I am barely awake. Lord, help me. Thank you for getting me out of that dope house. Thank you for getting me out of jail. Thank you for, and just continually walking with him. That, that, is, that is daily repentance. Lord, I shouldn't have flipped that person off. Lord, I shouldn't have cussed that coworker out. 
Lord, I shouldn't have slapped that, you know, and hopefully you ain't slapping nobody. But if you do slap somebody, hey, I am so sorry. Did not mean to do that. That was not godly. Uh, I repent to you. I ask for forgiveness and just making wrongs right. So I want to share my, my repentance story. So 16 years ago, I learned how to repent. Before that, I seen no need for repentance. I was living high above life. I was, uh, I was up here and everybody else was down below. And uh, we were living, the uh, we called it the high life, baby, you know. And uh, what we didn't realize is we were really living the low life. And <laughs> we didn't realize that. Uh, but all along, the, the devil, I mean, we were just, we were driving his car and he was in the back seat. You know, we were chauffeuring him around, right? But here's what I come to find out. When I hit that brick wall of that jail, I learned that I had to repent because I wasn't fitting to cry out to a God that I hadn't talked to in a long time. I said, man, this is absolutely terrible. And Jeremy, he, he would tell you too, hey, when I hit that brick wall of this, I cried out to God. And listen, that is a demand. When you get into a bind, you know I can reach God. If it gets too bad, if things go too south, I can cry out to God. That's an instinct in us. But you know what it lets us know is he's holy and we're not. And for us to get his attention, because we haven't been in communication, we've got to cry out. We've got to release our heart. We can't give him a four-point prayer. We've got to give him our heart. And we know when we come with a broken, contrite spirit, it'll get his attention. And, and I, I used to call it the fire extinguisher faith. I had fire extinguisher faith. When the cop would pull me over and I would have dope under my seat or, or I had beer bottles open all the time. I mean, it was like drinking a sweet tea. And I was always drinking and driving. So I just said, oh, Lord, help me, God, please. I'll go to church tomorrow. You know, it's usually a Saturday night when I get pulled over. Lord, I'm going to go to church tomorrow with mom. Mom will tell you I'd be texting her. Oh, I'm coming to church. Got pulled over last night. And God got me out of it. I didn't ever go. I never did go. But I'll tell you what, when I went to jail, and I went one big time. Some people go uh, a bunch of little small times. I went one big time. And that began the lifestyle of repentance. And and Jeremy, he shared a little bit of, of, his, of his past addiction. He would tell you the same thing. Repentance is what has kept him from going back yeah. to, to that. I mean, that's a monster. Mm. Heroin's a monster. Alcohol's a monster. That porn, it, it just steals and it kills and it destroys. And that's all this guy told me a long time ago. Sin pays death every time. And it still pays the same dividends today. In repentance, what we're doing... We're pulling the veil back and we're saying, here's my issue. And we're shining light. It, you may have heard this before. Demons hide in dark places. And the longer they stay there, the stronger they get. And let me tell you what, I had all kinds of them. Me and mom were talking the other day and you know we, we kind of sit back and talk now. 
because, uh, you know, <laughs> we're really living the high life now. But, you know, I'm, I'm in forever debt to, to, to my mom. I put her through what most people could never make it through. And, uh, and, and I feel, I feel that, that my born-again life is healing for my mom. I really do. You know, the Bible says what the devil used for bad, God used for good. Well, that's Genesis 50, 20. So that, that's the same thing. The, the things that he used in Jeremy's life for bad, he's going to use for good for you. So we're just pulling the veil back and saying, Lord, here's the issue. Here's the problem. We're shining light and saying, there's the enemy. He's been stealing from us this whole time. And we're, what we're doing is we're saying no more. You can't go under the radar anymore. We're exposing you, and we're going to kick you out of here. And that's what we're doing, you know. When we come to uh, uh, any kind of support group meeting, we're saying, hey, the, these are these are the bad boys. These are the kryptonites in my life, you know. Three Doors Down sang a song called Kryptonite. Boy, I had all kinds of kryptonites. And uh, that's what we're saying. We're saying the kryptonites have got to go. We can hide it. I don't know about you, Jeremy. Did you? Were you able to hide it for a little while? Yeah. Yeah. You, got, you know. Yeah. Oh, I got this thing under control. Yeah. It's all good. Nobody will ever know. And then before you know it, you know, like down south, you're in the Inquisitor. You know. The you know on on the top of it, it says if you don't want to be in the Inquisitor, don't do the crime. And I mean, they, they're they're just being honest. And they'll put you on the front page of it. And I still have my Inquisitor, and I, and I, I realized they were right. You know, if you don't want to get on that page, then don't do it. But that's the real deal. We can hide it for a minute, and then it begins to snowball out of control. And, and But once we pull that veil back and say, hey, man, I got a problem. I got a real problem here. Then we get that support group, that accountability together. And them are the people. These are our these are our war room people. They go to war for us. We we, uh, we come out of the other side, but we come out only with these people. Uh, without them, we couldn't make it. They help us see our blind sides and our weak areas, and they walk with us when we fail. Uh, right before we started, me and Corinne and Jeremy were talking about you know just you know falling off the wagon, and I fell off the wagon a bunch. This group of people you have with you, they never quit on you. So be sure you get some solid people in your accountability support group because the chance of relapsing is about 200%, okay? Not to throw you under the bus or give you bad hope, but it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty normal when you do that. You don't have to do that, but it does happen. And if it does... You need to know that I got somebody that can walk with me. Okay, so strongholds, like I said, they're formed in dark places and they're kept in power when they're hidden. When you walk into a teen challenge, did you ever get a chance to go to teen challenge? Nope. 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 So he went to jail, I think, very much like me. And, and you know, which they're not so lenient on addictions. They just tell you get over it. And that's pretty hard, you know. So you go in there and you detox and you figure out your all your charges all at the same time. 
at least when you go into a rehab, you know that you're going to have to face change or repentance. You're going to have to face it. Well, when you go to jail, you get it all at once. You got to repent because you want to get out. So I remember telling my judge, man, I gave my life to Jesus, man. He's like, yeah, everybody does that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Anybody can live for Jesus with them handcuffs on. And that spoke to me. Because it's true. When, when we're a slave and somebody else is telling us what to do, it's easy to really say, I love Jesus. But when you get your freedom back, your freedom will tell you if you love Jesus or not. Mm. And, and I realized I was just talking in jail. But when I got out, the work began. And uh, what I didn't realize is, is I had genuinely given my life to Jesus. But uh, I told him that he could be Lord. And so when I got out and tried to do my own thing again, he began to intervene and interrupt my life. And he said, John, you told me that I was going to be Lord. And I thought you were serious. So... I need you to line up with my word. So what I did is I had to I had to repent. Man, I'm so sorry, Lord. I have I have blown it. I am so sorry. I've got to line up, right? Yep. You know, we've yep. got to get in line. All right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean it yeah. really this this is a word that that I was thinking, oh my goodness. I I, I never hear these kind of words. And, and you never like to be the person that is speaking them kind of words. But here's what I know. Anytime I've ever heard it, like I told you earlier, it is changes my life because it forces me to look at my heart yeah. and say, am I really sold out to Jesus? Am I really giving him my all? Or am I giving him the scraps? Is he getting the scraps? And so hopefully you're not having to be like me and say, yeah, I'm giving him the scraps. But let me tell you what, I've been giving him my full throttle for, for two, three days. You know, I ain't been giving him the scraps. And uh, not that I was backslidden before, but to me, when he was saying, John, I need you to sell out to me. I need you to be willing to stay up till midnight with me and, and just being vulnerable with you. Man, I was like, Lord, that's a lot. You know, you're asking a lot. But really, he's not asking a lot because what he wants to do is change you. He wants to transform you and do more in your life than you ever dreamed could be possible. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to give you your best life, but it does turn out that way. If you give up your life, the Bible says that you find it. But if you choose to hold it and hoard your life from him, you'll lose it. And I found that to be true, right? Can I say something? Go ahead. Yeah, I'd love to. I was just saying, I was just thinking about that, um, what you were just saying. Um, you know, I, I I knew that my life was gonna get better. Yeah. You know, if I submitted, you yeah. know, if I repent and uh but that was a fear I had totally. of a success. Oh yeah. And becoming you know, I was so used to like, you know dirty you know just living a, a bad life yeah. that um 
I didn't think I could handle. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Victory is scary. It, it, it was scary totally. to me. It took me a long time to be able to accept, you know, that I could be a good. Yeah. And that God could lead my life in a good way. Yeah. So I just wanted to add so, that. I, was, I didn't feel worthy. Man, yeah. I love that because yeah. that was a problem for me. I had lived in defeat. That's what he's talking about. We were so used to defeat. We were not used to victory. Uh, ben Ward years ago told me, John, my life was build up, tear down. Build up, tear down. He was so used to that. And, and that can happen. It really can happen. But here's what... Here's what the Bible is so strange. Oh, man, it, it just, you have to repent to understand it because it says you're going from glory to glory. And I'm like, well, it's not easy. And so it doesn't say from easy to easier. It says from glory to glory. But what you'll realize is your circumstances, no matter what they are, if you're walking in repentance, they're changing you. You are being changed. And so it doesn't matter the circumstance. You are going from glory to glory because you're so focused on him. You're so focused on what he's doing in your life and, and how he's helping. Uh, he's using you to help other people. It just blows my mind, right? Isn't yeah, that crazy? Yeah, you got anything to share? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right. I'm really enjoying you talking about Man. Yeah, I'm just sharing it's really what true. I'm just sharing the the, the, the rod and the staff that mm -hmm. have been beating on me, and it's good. You know what it tells me is that God loves me, and He loves me far too much to leave me in sin, uh, whether it be sin of omission or sin of commission, sins I'm committing or sins I know that I should be doing that I'm not doing, uh, and 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 I used to think, oh man, no big deal. You know, oh, I slipped, whatever, whatever. Well, it's a really big deal to God, you know. And then I started to realize, wow, he sent his only son to die because we were separated by sin. So, like, that's a big deal to him. And, and I begin to understand, wow, my sin is a really big deal. And it's not okay that I keep sweeping it under the rug or... Or I just say, oh, my bad, no biggie, sorry, Lord, ask for forgiveness, no big deal. It began to make me weep, mm -hmm. and it got inside of me, and, and it, you know what it did? It, it drove me to sinning less, and when I would sin, I would be devastated. I would say, oh, Lord, really, I am genuinely sorry. Like, I'm not like just, oh, my bad, no, Lord, I'm sorry. And, and it, it drove me to this fear of the Lord. It was healthy. It wasn't unhealthy. And it wasn't that I was beating myself up. I just realized the value of the blood of Jesus that he died for. I, didn't, I don't have to live a life of sin. I don't have to be, right? I, we don't have to be. That's what he said. To. I don't have to be held over by this life of sin. Mm. His power set me free. Now, will I sin? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I will, but I will do it far less because I am thinking about when I make a decision, will this, will this please God or will it not? And if it doesn't, then there's a chance that I'm not going to do it. Now, do we fail and fall under pressure? I, yeah, I'm sure we do, but we are quick to repent. We're quick to get it right, yeah. and, and that, that was what I felt like 
the Lord had been pushing on me is, John, I want all your time. I want all of you. I don't want your to-do list. I want every section of your heart that you have that I gave you. And, uh, and I was just like, I thought for a minute, like, gosh, aren't I giving you enough? But, I mean, I'm just being honest. Mm. But you know what he's saying is, I want to do more in your life. Give me that. And I'll give, I seen a picture years ago, and it's Jesus. And this little girl has this teddy bear. And it's not that big of a teddy. It's, you know, it's probably that big. He's got this huge teddy bear behind his back. And he says, just trust me. Because he's taken the teddy bear from her. And that picture, I'll never forget it because he wants to take what you have and he wants to give you more. But it seems, right? It mm. seems that we're losing a lot. Mm. I'm giving this up. Man, you're getting so much more. And and just like you said, it I struggled to give my life to Jesus because I knew I was going to have to change everything. Yeah. Every I was going to have to repent in every area of my life. And uh, and I'm so glad I did. It was uncomfortable, and there was a lot of tears. But let me, what, did we walk yeah. away with a good deal? Yeah. I mean, it, he's like the oh, best salesman on the face yeah. of this earth. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we got a little, little while left. Um, we want to pray for you too. Really, really. I mean, we, we really do. We want to we want to share and then we want to pray for you. I know that there's probably a few different types of people watching. There's there's probably people that are watching that that they've they've walked the road, they've lived the life, and uh and they've lived the life of flesh and it gave them the flesh results. Mm. <laughs> and right, yeah. hey, you yeah. can't get like spirit that. results yeah. with no. the flesh life, and the flesh will always pay flesh results. Mm. You know, but when you get that spirit life, this is what I understood. I never had access to the spirit life, but when I got access and all the blinders were pulled off, buddy, you know how hard it is for me to go back to the flesh life? Mm. Because I know now, holy crap, God is so freaking good. Unbelievable. And so it's a struggle now because I'm like, I can't believe that he would he would come to a sinner, wretched, destructive. I mean, I, if there was a mess, I was making it. And Jeremy, we were making it. I mean, we were just tearing it up. And he said, "That's that's the one I'm looking for." Yeah, yeah, that one right there. Mm -hmm. And he just pours out his goodness. And it, it, it causes you to repent. I mean, you can't help but repent. When you get up near him and he starts loving on you and his presence hits you and he starts using you to help people and see families put back together, man, you, you want to repent. You, you're like, man, Lord, I don't deserve to be able... And, we don't, but he's looking for clay vessels that that will that will change, that will repent, that will say, "Hey, I want to to represent you well." And 
That's the whole goal is to represent him well. Yeah. For years, we've seen him represented not so well. And and let me tell you, it's left a, a taste in our mouth that, that we'll never forget. But in the same respect, I have met people that walked up to me, listen, <clears throat> and they said, man, you are a world changer. God is going to take your life and he is going to move you all around the world. You're going to change the world. You're going to change people's life. Jesus is going to use you in these last days. You're a champion. And man, them words were like life to me because nobody had ever spoken that to my life. And uh, they began to speak the word of God to me and it awakened me. It Man, it woke me up. It demanded that I, 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 that I change. Man, absolutely. Thank yeah. you for sharing that life with me, right? Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, I'll tell you yeah. what never worked. Boy, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. I never wanted to change. I, I never did. But when somebody would walk up and speak the word of the Lord to me and love on me and say, baby, God doesn't want you to live in sin. He wants to set you free and fill you with the Holy Spirit. Man, I was like, let's go. Where's that at? You know, and, and that's what happened. I latched on to that, Jeremy. Yeah, the same yeah, thing. You yeah, get a hold to that, yeah, yeah. it's over. Yeah. There ain't no turning back. Yeah. All right. So, the blindness comes off. Sin blinds us, period. No matter what kind of sin it is, it blinds us. Then, once we get the repentance right, We've got to worship him the way he wants to be worshiped. Not our favorite four-song list. That ain't going to cut it. He, he, if he wants your time, the best thing you could do is give it to him. Because it's easier to do it that way because he's probably got something he wants to share with you or, or change in you. Yeah. And it's going to serve you in the long run. Yeah. Um, he's not just going to let you walk off a cliff. He'll tell you, hey, you're fisting to walk off a cliff, and it's going to be ugly. I'll be there to help you, but it's going to be ugly. And and the closer we are to him, you know, as as the world continues to, to just, I mean, I don't know if you've watched the news lately, but, I mean, I want to vomit. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy out there. Mm -hmm. I thought it was crazy back in the day. But, baby, it's crazy. Listen, we all, no matter what season of life we're in, the closer we are and tuned in to him, and I'm not saying it's got to be a drastic change. Most of the time, it's just, it's just a little adjustment, just a little hard adjustment. Maybe you're spending too much time on this or too much time on that. What? Here's my question, and this is kind of where me and Jeremy, we're going to go into... Uh, praying for you and just whatever he's got to share too on his heart. Um, what has your heart? Who has your heart? And them questions just linger in my, my mind and my heart. John, who has your heart? Who, what is, what is my heart thinking about? Where are my affections? Where is my gaze? What is my attention on? You know, that's the most valuable gift you have right now is your attention, your focus. Because whatever you behold, 
you become. If you behold something, you become like that. If you read the Bible long enough, you will become the character attributes of that Bible. So you can play that out in any scenario you want. Man, that's all I got. Whatever yeah. you want to share. You know, I just... Um, <clears throat> maybe I'll just close in a little prayer. Love it. I got some... Um, Love it. God, I just want to, you know, thank you um, for John's message. Um, I want to thank you for, you know, during this COVID time, allowing, you know... The internet to you know spread this message all over the place yeah. um my heart is filled right now i just you know i ask that you remove these things from me and anybody else who's struggling yeah. you know anger um doubt yeah. um you know um self-esteem issues any anything that's dragging us down yeah. you know because it blocks us from getting close to you yeah. and doing your work um you know, I strive every day to be close to you, Lord, and um, yeah. I wish that for everybody. And, yeah. you know, there's so much love in my heart, and to spread it, it's all, it all comes from you. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, amen. Amen. <laughs> love it. Amen. Love it. Hey, if you've got any prayer request or, or um, maybe you had a question, uh, shoot, shoot me a message. You can shoot me one through Messenger. Um, if you watch this video later and you have a question, uh, we'll be glad to answer it. Um, we're going to do the Overcomer's Creed. And, uh, and I, I really want to thank my boy for coming, man. And, uh, and it, I enjoy it. I love a testimony. There ain't nothing better that you got in your arsenal than a testimony. They can debate the yeah. Word of God and uh, who created the world, whatever. But they can't debate what happened to you. Mm -hmm. They can't debate... The miracle that you have in your life uh, and the word that you have from heaven. All right, you ready? Uh, we, 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 we get crazy. We declare war with these uh, overcomers' creeds. So uh, I am an overcomer. Through Christ, my life has been restored. By his word, my mind is being renewed. In his presence, I find strength and direction. My dignity has been restored. My destiny is being discovered. 